Radio City Sports Saint and Snods with OD's designerclothing.com from the Genius Store, Maharishi and Armani. This man's career. Are you ready for this? PSV. Yeah. Barcelona. Yeah. Chelsea. Any big clubs? <laughs> Middlesbrough. <laughs> Liverpool. Oh, well, Mar- Marseille and Sunderland. I want you to know why he kept moving. <laughs> <laughs> 54 caps for the Dutch national side as well. Oh, he's going to be a player. Um, I'm, I mean, what a career he had. He scored the goal in the League Cup final that gave Middlesbrough their first ever trophy. Scored in Liverpool's European Cup semi-final penalty shootout against Chelsea in 2007. Started. A, listen, I could, I could tell you all about mm. his career. He's had a fantastic career. And he played alongside Steven Gerrard. He's played alongside John. He's played alongside loads of great players. He's a great player himself. Bolo Zenden, good afternoon. Good afternoon. What an introduction. <laughs> that was unbelievable, oh, Bolo Zenden. Well, it certainly oh. was. He never got to the big bits, either. More importantly, <laughs> Bolo... It's, it's the best introduction I've heard in years. <laughs> Bolo, more importantly, are you really a black belt in judo? Yes, I am. Oh, <laughs> well, we ain't going to argue with him. <laughs> you were the best player that ever. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Paula, when did you get into that? When did you get into the 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 arts? Well, um, my parents they they run a health club back in Holland, uh-huh. and um, we were actually living in there as well. So mm-hmm. when I was a youngster, whenever I went to, to visit my mom and dad while they were working, obviously I had to go through all the different um, uh, sport departments. And when I saw the kids doing the judo, I, uh, I wanted to join in. So at the age of four, actually, I started yeah. with the judo and um, got my black belt when I was 14. I did some competitions as well along the way. But obviously, I was also playing football at the time. So mm-hmm. in the end, uh, when um, when I actually did get a contract at PSV, um, I couldn't skip my football training on a Friday evening where I always went to judo. So that's basically when when Switched, the choice was yeah. sort of forced on me mm. because before that I always combined the two, and PSV always said to me, "You have to come and train on the Friday evening, because we're we're, we're exercising our uh, our tactical uh, stuff for the next day." And I said, "No, no, no, I'm doing my judo." <laughs> <laughs> but then when I uh, when I signed the contract, obviously uh, I I couldn't say uh, no anymore and sure. I had to join them on a Friday night but that was fine Bola, 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 who came, did, sorry, it, did, did any time in your football career did the judo ever come in handy <laughs> <laughs> I tell you what on several occasions did, it did. Go on. Uh, especially in the Premier League <laughs> yeah. uh, yes it's, uh, of course the, the, the Premier League is, is very physical and um, I, I remember a game back in Holland as well is that um, a player jumped on top of me and I sort of gave them a swoop without anybody <laughs> noticing, and uh, he, he ended up a few a few meters uh, further on. But um, the referee couldn't do much about it either. But uh, I was uh, I was laughing a little bit on that one. But yeah, of course. I mean, judo is a very complete sport, and I think for the kids, it's a it's a wonderful sport a to, one, yeah. to 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 get yourself going and develop yourself in, in different areas, and then choose whatever you want to do. But it did come in handy as well. You know, sometimes you see a player fall over and. And, and, and hurt his shoulder or his hands mm. or, or his neck. And when you do your judo bit, then you're more likely to, uh, to stay away from those yeah. kind of injuries. But mm. then again, if they tackle you bad, <laughs> you get your injuries, which I've had as well. So You're back at, you, you're back at PSV now, aren't you, with young PSV? 
Well, honestly, I've I've done that last year. Uh, what happened is I did my uh, I did my year at Chelsea as an assistant manager to Rafa Benitez, mm. uh, but I didn't have the full co- uh, qualifications mm. yet. So I went back to Holland, and I did my UEFA A badges with uh, the Dutch Federation. And with that, I was assistant manager at um, at the youngsters at PSV, which was basically the reserve team. But they um, we had a new thing back in Holland where there were actually three. Uh, under 21 teams that played in the equivalent of the championship. So we were our first year into that league, and um, that was quite interesting to uh, to see. But then um, this season, I decided to do a lot of pundit work. So I've I've worked for four different channels in three different countries. So you're going to look uh, the so easier route. Bolo, <laughs> what do you see yourself doing in the long? Do you see yourself being a coach, a manager, or are you happy now with the TV punditry? Mm-hmm. Well, honestly, what happened is that you know as well that as a player, you, you I mean, your agenda is made for you. And um, I do have to admit that this year mm. is my first where I basically plan my own agenda. I mean, I do travel a lot and I'm away with the um, with the TV work uh, quite a bit. But then again, if if, if I want to block uh, one or two days, I can. Where mm. as a player, you can't. Now, I don't mm. have to explain to you guys that mm. as a manager, it's even worse. Yeah. Because you're making making 24/7 hours, and it's um, it's something that when you decide to get into it, then then you have to go full throttle. And then what I've done this year that 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 came at the right time, to be honest. And maybe I'm doing the same next year, but I'm also in talks with the PSV because they they were eager to keep me on board, and now they want me back on board. Mm. So who knows? I might do that next season, but I'm still—it's still a bit up in the air, as I said. Uh, what I'm doing at the minute—it—it it, it suits me and my family. I've got two little boys, uh, only seven months, and the other one is three years old. So mm. there's also a time where, um, where I like to spend some time with them, mm. and I still have that freedom because when they have to go to school at the age of uh, four, five, mm. then uh, then obviously you're, you're not as flexible as yeah. what you are at the minute. So. Mm. Bolo, when you were working at PSV last year, you would have watched Memphis Depay very closely. Yes, is he worth 20-odd million? How good is he? Well, I, I did work with him because when we are with the, when I was with the reserves, we, we did train as well with the first team and any time there was an injured player that came back, we also have a... Well, I don't know if you, if you still... If you do that in England mm-hmm. as well, but what we did at, back in Holland is that uh, once every two, three weeks, we, we bring in the best talents. Uh, in different um, ages, so from the age of 16 up to the first team. And then we train in actual groups. So we have a, a group that works individually with the defenders, with the midfielders and with the um, the attackers. And we uh, we have the likes of, for example, Ruth van Nistelrooy worked with the strikers. I did with the wingers. Andre Oyer, who played at, mm, uh, Blackburn. at Blackburn, yeah. He did uh, the defenders. So there, there, there was a very big group of, of ex-professionals who were actually working at PSV. Great idea. And uh, we, we take mm. on the kids. And so they go from different ages. So you've got a kid who's, who's 16, who's actually um, you know, playing alongside uh, a player of the, of the first team. So to get that experience and learn from them, I think that's a good thing. So yes, of course, to get back to the subject, I did work with Memphis Depay. Is he worth the money? Of course, he's a very big talent. There was a lot of uh, teams after him. And um, I think, I mean, he's not officially presented yet, but the talks are there that he's, yeah. he's probably joining United. Um, he's, a, he's a player that can score you a goal. He's a player that can create, and that's always something special. Um, he's, he's, he's got, listen, don't, 
put the pressure on him just yet. Mm. But he's got something in him like Eden Hazard mm. has. But then again, Hazard is obviously miles ahead. So mm. don't get me wrong. But if if he develops himself well and if he can train with the best, then um, then he has a he has a chance to uh, to 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 be uh, someone uh, of, of the likes of um, of Hazard. And if he can only get get as far as half of of what Eden has done, for example, this season. I think he's um, he's he's a very big um, talent, uh, yeah. addition mm-hmm. uh, to uh, to whoever takes him on. Well, we we're all impressed here when when you're talking about the setup that you've got over there in Holland, where you know the former players and I mean huge names and football names looking after the kids coming mm-hmm. through at the various levels. Now, we in our country for some reason. Uh, we 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 go in a different route. We go more for school teachers, don't mm. you think, so, lads? We, mm. you know, no, I think it's a great idea. Ex ex pros going in and mm. and I mean, Ajax do it, don't they? And all the German clubs fantastic. do it as well, don't they, Bola? I mean, yeah, but yeah. I think you, I think you're not wrong because you do need a proper mix because not any ex player yeah. is a good manager yeah. or a good mm. coach. So what they've done at PSV, for example, they want all the ex players. To do their badges, yes. so it's not that you just come in <coughs> yeah. and, you, no, and, and you get a yeah. job. I mean, yeah. you have you have to you have to get yourself educated, mm. and they want to have that mixture of maybe sixty forty or fifty fifty. Because to be honest, when you're when you're a player or an ex player, when you become a manager or, or a coach, I mean, there's so many things that you haven't learned or that you haven't experienced, mm. and the other part that you don't have, that's what the the guys have that come from uh, an educational point of view, you know, yeah. the teachers, they know different things that you don't. So they try to find this mixture where you've got several coaches and, and, and yeah. some are ex-players and some are actually ones that come through uh, the from the other system, side. But yeah. they don't yeah. have the, the experience what the players have, yeah. the ex-players. Mm. So it's important to, to find that, that balance. But yeah, the, the, to be honest, the Dutch, the Dutch Federation doesn't make it easy on you. I mean, to do your A, uh, UEFA A badges, mm. you need to do a full year um, uh, to get those. Mm. But if you, that's only for the elite. So, you no, know, it's hard. To, mm. It's not. It's not for me to say that I'm an elite. But mm. if you tell you that Ruud van Nistelrooy, me, and um, Andre Oyo, we actually were in the same class. We had to do a full year to get a UEFA badge. Yeah. Now, I know in d- different countries that's much easier, and you can get in a few weeks, you can actually get your pro license. Well, yeah. that's yeah. not going to happen in Holland. So yeah. they, they do make you work for it, and I think it's that's not good. that wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's good. Bolo, I know if when we look back on your time at Liverpool, you'll probably, yeah. I mean, you had some horrible, horrible injury problems, didn't you? Did you cruciate and things like that? But what was it like to play with Steven Gerrard? Is he right up there with the very best you've played with? Or is he do the you, best? Do, do you do you expect a different answer? No, I know, but know what answer. I'm trying to say is, is he the best you played with? Yeah. I was trying to be sort of like you know, because I remember you played with John Terry and people like that. Yeah. But I'm just trying well, to be nice about other players. There, there's there's so many big players, and there's so many players that uh, that are played alongside with that that are worth worthy to get into cat in that category. Mm. But of course, Stevie G is a massive player, a mm. player that can turn a game on his own, and and. You also have to realise that he could do that from from the midfield, from a different position than than, for example, other players that play up front. They, they don't get a chance for 90 minutes, and then 91st minute they score a the goal. They're a hero. 
but Stevie G could do that from the midfield. He could he could influence a game. Uh, you know his 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 ability to to set in a tackle, uh, set the pace of the game, uh, provide the the wingers or the strikers with a lethal uh, pass. Those kind of things he could do. He could do it everything from mm. the midfield and, and be a leader the way he was. And, and what I mean, a leader the way he was, it's not someone who's shouting a lot. It's not someone who's who's always on the front and, 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 and you know, have his say. He, at times, Stevie G, the only thing he needs is a look yeah. to one of the other players and that would be enough, you yeah. know, or, or, or a tackle or whatever it was to, to, to send out a message. And that's why I think he's, uh, he's one of the, the bigger ones as well. What was them 2007 semi-finals like with Chelsea when you scored the first penalty, didn't you? Yeah, I did. Uh, well, of course there was a there was um, there was quite some tension on the game because uh, Liverpool beat beat Chelsea earlier before I arrived with mm. uh, with with a goal from Luis Garcia mm. that still. Uh, discussing about if it was or wasn't over the line. Yeah, it so. was, it, like, we always tell the Chelsea fans it was never over. <laughs> <laughs> so, so the, yeah, of course there was a lot of tension. Uh, we lost away at at Stamford mm. Bridge one nil, but we still feel at the time that you know playing at home for Liverpool at Anfield, European nights, anything is possible. Um, so we played Chelsea and we we we, we practiced um, uh, a set play on training. And it worked out well. Uh, we did it in the game, and uh, Daniel Agger scored the one nil that got us into extra mm. time and got us into the penalty shootout. And I remember asking, um, no, not asking, Rafa came up to me and says, "Bolo, you're taking a penalty." He said, "Yeah, sure, of course." And he said, "Okay, then you're taking the first one." <laughs> back in my mind, I was going to say, "Yeah, sure, I'll take the third." And he said, "You'll take the first. Uh, we have to get over. Uh, uh, we have to start on a good note." I said, "Well, in the end, I thought, well." If you if you score the first or the third, it doesn't matter as long as you score your goal. And yeah. of course, to score that first one was uh, was very important. And um, we got uh, uh, up to five. And I mean, we also knew with Pepperina and Goal, mm. who's a penalty killer, mm. he could do the job for us, and he mm. did. And you knew Dirk had never missed the last one, did you? Dirk, Mister Reliable. Yeah, I mean, I mean, of course, Dirk got got um, a lot of um, uh, uh, positive press about his last penalty but as you say uh, Dirk is, is someone who you can rely on to mm. score that final one and um, of course the, the most credit still goes out to Pepperino who, mm. uh, who stopped uh, and saved the penalties earlier on I suppose the big regret was losing that final because you were the better side in 2007 weren't you well what can you say it's uh, you know in, in, in those finals it's all about details and um, I don't know if if one of the other of you guys you know that uh, coming up to the uh, coming up to the final I actually got injured in training mm. just a week before uh, in training I I got um, uh, accidentally tangled by Stevie G actually <laughs> and I twisted my ankle and um, I thought that, that my final went through the window there and uh, we worked day and night to get myself fit so we had to use a um, uh, uh, an injection to get myself uh, ready for the start of the game and I knew it wasn't going to last the full 90, I had to give it all and, um, and before I um, before I got too taken off and um, I did feel that we were very much into the game but then when when, when Pirlo took that free kick and it hit um, 
Inzaghi on the back mm. while he was running towards goal deflection and it went in. You say, oh no. First of all, not him again. And then the way he celebrated as if he meant it. And you also knew somewhere down the line that because of the history, what happened two years earlier, where they gave away a 3-0 lead, they wasn't going to give away that 1-0 lead. And mm. Then um, I have to admit the second goal that uh, Inzaghi scored was a, was a perfect work goal, well-finished goal, all credits. And then it was a bit too late when we got back into it, 2-1. Uh, yeah, it's, you probably imagine that when you play a final, you do that to win it. And if you don't, it always gives a bit of a sour yeah. taste in your mouth. So yeah, definitely. it's one mm. of them. Well, listen, pal, good luck with everything. Yeah. Uh, good luck yes. with whatever you decide to do next year, whether it's back with young PSV or or whether you decide to stick with the telly. I know which will be easier for you. <laughs> 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 but the, but you'll get paid more if you go into management. Brilliant. Yeah. Fantastic. Fantastic. Thanks a lot, pal. Great to talk to you. Thank you. Thank you very much. Yes, Passionate and proud about football on Merseyside. This is Satan Snods on Radio City and City Talk.